If you have an unquenchable thirst to crush your bucket list, relentlessly pursue your dreams, and live life on your own terms, then turn up the volume and tune in. You're now listening to Zeph and Moses Blacksburg on the Year of Purpose podcast. This episode of the Year of Purpose is brought to you by our brand new book, Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. If you want to be the first in line to receive a free digital copy from me, all you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com to find out more. What's going on, everybody? This is Zeph and Moses Blacksburg, and welcome to another episode of the Year of Purpose podcast. And today, we are actually joined by someone who joined us all the way at the beginning when we first started in episode number five. Our guest today is TEDx speaker, Ginger Kern, and she speaks three languages. She's lived outside the U.S. for nearly four years. She's now based in Boulder, Colorado, and is a coach and founder of The Traveler's Mindset. Her coaching helps women design and live their very own eat, pray, love experience using international travel as a tool for transformation. And uh, Ginger, it's so awesome to have you back on the show. We've been running for almost a year, and so it's very cool to kind of come full circle and see where a year has taken you. So thanks for being here. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Zephan. It's actually really cool to be back here, too. Yeah. So tell me, because I have never actually seen the movie Eat, Pray, Love, but I know that it's a huge flick that a lot of people have seen. Tell me just where does this sort of mentality come from of, you know, realizing how unhappy people are, uh, where they are in life, uh, and, and understanding that travel is a great way to find themselves? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, probably people listening have heard of Eat, Pray, Love, whether the movie or the book. Um, I've actually just seen the movie. I haven't read the book, but the storyline really connected with me. Um, Granted, I've never been married, but the main character in this particular book, she realizes how unhappy her marriage has been, and she wants to totally change up her life. And to do that, she decides to go on this round-the-world trip of international travel. And granted, she only goes to three places, so Italy... India and Bali, um, so Indonesia, but she takes off and she just, she goes to find herself, to find her purpose. Again, like tying it back to that year of purpose. And so I see Eat, Pray, Love as this storyline that a lot of women can actually use in their own lives, whether, you know, whether or not they're married. Like for instance, personally, I've never been married, but I have used travel to heal myself and coming out of painful breakups as this distance that I can actually used to my advantage to hit the reset button and create something totally new for the next chapter of my life. So that's where I'm going with this. And again, super excited to be here to talk about it. Yeah. So this was something that was really big for me too. Uh, I was not married. uh, So I I think that for anyone listening and you don't have to tune out if you're not married right now, (laughs) you should tune in if you are married or are not married. So it doesn't matter either way. You should definitely be here. Um, I think travel is is huge for a lot of people. You know, you've heard me talk about how uh, it kind of peels away the layers of who you really are uh, because it strips away a lot of securities of, you know, I've always said your house, being able to lock the door and lock your property up and, and protect yourself, whether that's your heart or your personal belongings. So um, where did your love for travel begin? I know you've been to quite a few places. Uh, yeah. And how has that changed? You know, like we, we talked to you at the beginning of this year, we're now at the end of this year. So how has that changed just even in this last year? 
Yeah, so <laughs> I'll start at the beginning. Um, I I read a lot of books when I was a kid. Um, I didn't do any international travel until I was really about 13, 14. Um, granted, I had, you know, one little trip when I was a baby, but of course I don't remember that, so I can't really count it. Um, but I was reading all the time and was reading about these other worlds and exploration and all these really adventurous protagonists. And I just kind of wanted to, like, live that story myself. And so when I started traveling, um, one of the first experiences that I had was in uh, Germany and then Austria. And I didn't speak the language and I was with family, um, extended family. I didn't really know them and I couldn't communicate. I was feeling like, oh no, I can't connect with the people around me because it's always been super important to me. And uh, so that love for learning languages as tools really started then. And of course, as you know, Stefan, um, travel is, you know, kind of this thing that's contagious. So once it bites, you have the travel bug for the rest of your life. Um, and so it sort of just grew from there. And I, I decided at the young age of 14 that I would create a life in Europe for myself someday. I didn't know when, but I knew I was going to do it. And so I focused my priorities on giving myself tools and developing the skills to get there. So I started learning languages. I learned German, I learned French, and I learned a bit of Italian and uh, studied throughout university to be able to basically like go there and live and create the rest of my life there. Now, did that work out? Yes and no, right? So I stayed for more than three years. Um, I ended up going over on a Fulbright grant and, you know, getting other sources of funding for my own travel because I knew that that was something that could hold me back is the money thing. It's a big thing for a lot of people that holds them back from traveling. And so once I had gotten over that hump with like, thankfully with this grant, um, I used that to that year on the Fulbright to give me sort of an in to the rest of the couple years there. So I started working full time and through that, you know, I really realized, okay, what are my values? Like, where do I really align with this, this place that I'm in? Cause I was in Frankfurt at the time for these two years. And, um, I realized that that wasn't the life for me. And so one of the cool things about travel is that it fits in your life as this really cool transformational tool where basically you, you don't have a choice. You're along for the roller coaster ride and you are, you're in it. So whatever's happening around you, the only constant, like for instance, the problems that you had back home, if you're having those same problems on the road, what's the common denominator? Well, you are. So then you actually have to take a look at yourself and ask yourself, okay, what am I doing or what's my mindset that is creating the reality around me that I'm seeing show up? So I don't know if you've ever experienced that, Zephan, but I've totally experienced it. And it's kind of this really, it's a rude awakening at first, but it's also really cool because then you have power, then you get your power back. So actually, yeah. have you experienced that? Well, so you actually brought up something that I've, I've watched someone else experience um, that. I, so I have a friend who's uh, going to remain nameless, but this friend was, was dating a girl for a significant amount of time. Mm -hmm. And she was convinced that if she moved to California, she would find herself and she would be happy and she would love everything about life and, <laughs> and every day would be perfect. Right. Uh, and, and sunny. For, yeah. And, you know, for a very long time, I think she's very dissatisfied with, with living here on the East Coast. And um, and ultimately, they, they actually they, they broke up, but she went to California. She did what she always said she was going to do. 
And yeah. uh, sure enough, I think within like six months, she came back home. And uh, she wasn't any happier. She she hadn't really changed. Uh, from what I had seen on social media, uh, it was the same old complaints day after day of, of you know, things hadn't really gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I would actually, you know, my, my question for you is what has to happen so that we don't run into that? Uh, because I think that's a huge problem is, is we get this urge to run away, which I've totally had before, mind you. I, I don't want to cut yeah, myself same. out of the picture, but I've totally had this urge to get out of here and just go. Um, mm-hmm. How do you prepare yourself for that in a way where you really can enjoy the travel and it doesn't just become this like, man, you know, I thought I was going to run away and everything would be perfect and it's not mm. and I'm still just as miserable. Like, how do you overcome that obstacle of, of really understanding and internalizing that you mm. are the common uh, part of that equation in every scenario? Mm, great question. So it's kind of a multifaceted answer and it takes courage. That's the bottom line. Because when you're out there, when you're having these experiences that are scarily similar or, you know, the problems are scarily similar to those that you had back home, then you really have to have the courage to take a look at yourself and ask yourself, okay, what's not working? Why is it not working? And how am I actually contributing to this scenario not working? Um, You know, more often than not, you're going to be a player in that result. Because, well, you're there, right? You're contributing to the situation, whether that's through how you're communicating, whether that's through your mindset, um, or, you know, whether potentially it's through a bit of confusion and unclarity. Is that a word? (laughs) Inclarity? Unclarity. (laughs) In any case, um, yeah, for me, I mean, I don't know if there's a way to avoid it. I've certainly never found a way to avoid it, but I have been able to face it head on when I'm in it. So I would almost say don't shy away from taking that trip or, or, or going off and, and running away, just know that when you run away, whatever it is that you're running away from will be on the other, the, on the other end of that journey as well. So if you can, if, you know, this is what I've done in the past is like, take a hard look at what's incomplete in my life. You know, whether that's a relationship, whether that's, um, you know, maybe I left some loose ends at a former job and how can I get those things complete? such that I have full freedom, like no matter where I am in the world, that's where the true power comes back in, comes back online. So yeah, and I, I don't think, think there's a way around it. That's what I'm trying to say. I think you're right with, with part of it being incomplete too. Like I have definitely had uh, this feeling of, you know, like unfinished business is what I call it. Like there, there's still something that I have left to do uh, yeah. before I can move forward. So I definitely understand what that feels like. Um, and I think that's that's a common thing that, that prevents a lot of people from moving forward too is that there's something that's holding them back. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they don't know what it is, but I think that there's some sort of unfinished business uh, in your life in, in some mm-hmm. aspect. And uh, that definitely tends to hold people back from, from going where they want to go. Totally. And actually to go to a very, very personal level here, and I've never shared this on a podcast before, but I, especially because of this, this idea of using travel as a, a tool for your own transformation, I really want to share this. Um, you know, speaking of like loose ends and relationships and all of this, you know, using travel to have your own eat, pray, love experience. I actually did that for myself out of a a relationship that I ended in a very painful way while I was still living in Europe. And so, like I said, I had been living there for, 
I think it was two years at the time and I stayed in another year. But in that second year, I broke up with my boyfriend at the time um, who was also in Europe and it was extremely painful. I mean, it, now in retrospect, I can look back and really see how I broke my own heart. But at the time, I was feeling like the worst I've ever felt in my entire life. I was literally, I, I don't think I've ever been depressed in my life until that particular winter. And it was very scary because I didn't feel like I knew who I was anymore. I felt like I was grasping for this man who, I mean, really to look at it, like we weren't compatible. And yet the whole head over heels in love thing, like it really, it's a real thing. And so at the time... I was very much in the depths of the, of the depths and I didn't have perspective on my own situation but I knew that I couldn't keep living like from this really painful spot like super super painful right when you talk about heartbreak like you really mean heartbreak and that's what I was feeling and experiencing at that time so what I did and I'm just really grateful that my brain had the stroke of genius to do this was to actually travel and get some perspective and some distance. So one of the first things I did after we broke up was actually book a two-week trip to Southeast Asia. And I went and, you know, first of all, got away from winter. So there was one escape. I got away from the scenario at hand with all of these, uh, you know, mental associations to this person that, you know, in my mind at the time was causing me so much pain. And so I literally took myself out. So in that sense, yes, I was totally totally running away. And the same, you know, the same associations were still happening even while I was in Malaysia and Thailand, but they were diminished. And for for women or for people in general, like that geographical distance can be a really safe space to be able to start forming new associations, right? Like new experiences, new flavors, whether it's like the cuisine, the culture, whatever. And you start to shift your brain and shift your thinking onto a new track and start to see, at least this is what happened for me, I started to see new possibilities for myself. Like, oh, maybe I didn't have to actually be in pain and like crying every day, you know, and maybe I could have that adventurous spirit again. And so like, again, I'm sharing this, I literally haven't shared this ever before. So I'm, I'm kind of nervous <laughs> as I'm doing this. Um, but I think it's so important because very often we don't have permission to do that, right? Like a lot of people around you might be telling you, oh, like it's totally their, that other person's fault. Like you're fine. You're great, right? And for me, I just, I knew that it wasn't me. Like I knew that I had somehow lost myself in there or in that relationship. And I just, I wanted to get back to who I was. And one thing that allowed me to do that was travel. And so that's what I did. And, you know, after that two week trip, was everything solved? No, certainly not. But I got that geographical distance and I got some distance in my heart as well to like really get back to who I was independent of that relationship, independent of that person and independent of um, like his country or that culture at the time. So going back to what we were talking about in the beginning, being incomplete. Now, you know, two years later, I'm finally complete with that. And I actually just this past summer was able to go back, visit him. I even actually brought my boyfriend and we all hung out together and just totally had this really open conversation and, and time to get everything complete. And it's this really freeing, awesome, energizing sensation where you can really look at your life and say, okay, that's awesome. That is taken care of. It's handled. I don't have any like pain around it anymore. So why I'm sharing this is really because the whole trajectory is possible. Will it take time? Totally. And will it take emotional investment and like courage and honesty and like open communication? Yes, like a lot of it. And 
I totally made mistakes along the way. <laughs> like um, the the you know when I was traveling within Europe uh, again to get some distance, I I still felt that pain, or I was you know keeping my distance from him and um, didn't have any communication with him at the time. But some of these like the phases that we go through, just like getting from point A to point C, let's say, where you're really complete. Um, there's a B that you have to go through, and sometimes that's a little bit dark, but it's very necessary. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it makes 100% sense. I think that, I, well, first, thank you for sharing that, because I think that diving into that space is tough, especially when sharing that with the public. Um, but I, I th- it made me think of what I do uh, when I've gotten out of relationships in the past, and that is that I actually um, unconsciously like get rid of my whole wardrobe and change my clothes. Mm. Um, I go out and buy new clothes. And I think that it's because if I wear, you know, that sweatshirt that reminds me of, of that person or, you know, that fight or argument or whatever, that's not serving me anymore. And so I think that, you know, in in your way of doing it, you know, you were able to travel and, and get to a new location and change things up and, and not stay in the one place that, you know, is reminding you of, of all the negative thoughts that are tied into that, because that is something that's so hard to work through um, and, and to hold with, with yourself. So I, I think that being able to uh, change, you know, what you associate with that uh, is amazing. And also to be able to take it to the length of actually bringing, you know, a current relationship into it uh, later down the road and being able to, you know, be adults and do what adults do. I, I think right? that requires a lot of admiration and respect. So, you know, really kudos to you for taking it to that extent, because I think that most people don't have the guts to do that. <laughs> Thank you. It definitely was scary at a lot of points. So again, it takes the courage. Like, I don't think there's a way around it, right? But I guess the reward on the other side is like right now I can go and have a conversation with with anyone and I I feel free in it like I don't feel like I have to you know avoid speaking to a certain person or to to him or to you know about a certain subject or whatever like I can just talk about anything and it's fine like sure I might be a little bit nervous but I can talk about it so um, there's a lot of freedom in that and I want to tie it back to one thing is like when I when I was taking that first trip um, to sort of hit the reset button and went to Southeast Asia, the one thing that I didn't mention earlier is that I had one of my best friends come and meet me for part of that trip. And that was really beautiful to have her in my corner and have her as a support. And now one of the things that I saw for myself was that like I didn't I didn't feel like I could really, really connect with her about it um, because she hadn't been through the same thing. And so when, you know, when I was looking at this past year and the past two years of as I was, as I have been coaching, evolving this idea of like eat, pray, love experience coaching, that sort of thing, like using travel as a transformative tool, it just struck me that like had I had someone who had been through that, who knew where I was and who could really ask me the right questions, not even right questions, but the questions, like the deep questions, the probing questions to make me think about, okay, where am I and what am I doing with this whole experience? I could have gotten out of the the dark parts a lot faster. I could have probably been in communication with the people that I was resisting communication with a lot faster, which, you know, what's the result of that? Well, it's like total power and total freedom. So I think had I had a coach back then who knew what I knew now, 
I would have developed a lot faster out of it. So that's where this whole idea of, you know, transformative travel coaching came from, specifically in this little niche. Um, but it's something that I've, t- I've been talking to women about, especially in the past, like, three months. And every single person says to me, like, Ginger, I totally get what you're saying. I have actually been there. And I'm like, great, awesome, bring it on. Like, clearly this is a thing, but no one's talking about it or no one's using travel in this intentional way um, on, a, on a large scale yet. Yeah, so, definitely. you know, let's go there. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's what gets me amped. Well, and I think the good, no- the good news is that you got through this in the time that you were supposed to get through this, right? Like, you know, totally. we, we say that I could have gotten through this faster. I could have done this better. But I think you got through that in the manner in which you had to get through that so that you now have the tools for exactly. anything that comes in the future. And so I think that it's important to you know, give yourself some credit there that even though, yes, maybe it would have been more pleasant for it to uh, be a, a little more painless uh, you know, <laughs> uh, and make it faster, easier to do, I think that it had to happen in that manner for you to, to learn the lesson from it. So I, I wouldn't discredit uh, the experience by any means. I think that it, it happened with the right amount of time, the right amount of pain, the right amount of learning because uh, it's gotten you to where you are now. Um, my question, though, is so let's let's take this eat, pray, love mentality. So prayer is uh, is not a big thing in my life. So I'm I'm curious just from your standpoint, maybe if we were to like take what you've taught to people uh, and and you had three pieces of this puzzle or equation to give to them that would be involved in really learning who you are through travel. But it couldn't be eat, pray or love if you well, maybe <laughs> compassion, right? Like love can still be there. But I'm yeah. saying and eating's going to happen. I'm not going to starve <laughs> yourself. But like right. if you had to change up like the three ingredients to this whole experience, like what would you pull out of it uh, nice. that you think everyone should put into their own experience? Okay, so it would be explore, connect, love for me. Like explore because that's number one. Like you've got to actually start like looking for new things around you and being able to connect with the people that are, you know, on the other side of that flight to whatever country it is you're going to. You have to be able to connect with them in in order to be able to love them. And when I say love, I don't necessarily just mean the romantic love, right? Because the movie or the book, it focuses very highly on romantic love, which is beautiful and gorgeous and it's not the only type of love there is, as we all know. So <clears throat> what I would say is like for the trajectory that I can see people going through and that I went through myself, it was like first I had to explore. I had to put my feelers out. I had to become curious again. I had to redevelop that sense of, you know, of wonder about the world around me and, and, and where I was in order to start being like able to connect, right? Because often, especially if we're in like a darker place, we isolate and that's something that anyone who's ever been depressed knows, like, you know, you don't want to be around other people. And yet that's exactly what sometimes can help the most. And so through that curiosity, through that exploration, even if you're just going through a city on your own, you might stumble into a cafe or or into just, you know, a little corner museum that's full of old relics or something. And you end up connecting with someone from that town that's been there their whole life and you know you only speak a few words in common but yet you feel this connection and so it, it goes way beyond language and that's the beautiful part that travel can really show you is that that connection that you you crave that I have craved that we all crave I would venture to say is totally available without language and you know that leads to a certain type of love or affinity you know if that works better for you so yeah, that's I what mean- I would see. 
I would dare to call it self-love. I I think yeah. back to oh, yeah. um, when I was, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast. I, I might have at one point in time, but, um, you know, back in August, I had a video shoot for my business and I flew out to Los Angeles with all my gear and my identity got stolen literally like an hour after I landed. All my bank accounts wiped clean, credit cards, everything. And the only thing I had left was actually, ironically, my Sky Miles to get me home. So um, <laughs> I got this this pretty much a red eye back home. And in my, you know, uh, haze of just, you know, fight or flight, I didn't realize that I had booked two first class flights, uh, one to my transfer point and one back home. Um, and I think self-love is a huge part of what has to come with travel. And I didn't fully get this until I got onto this plane that has a lay flat bed you know you get this hot towel to clean your face before you even take off some champagne champagne (laughs) any free drinks you want a warm cookie a hot meal like the cookie that's clutch and and she she actually came back and gave me the a second cookie because there was one more left on the plate but I just I think that that was where self-love really hit home for me and travel was like wow, even in, you know, my worst time where I have no money, no nothing, like my phone had also been hacked. So I had like no connection to anybody uh, to even say like, hey, I'm coming home. I need someone to pick me up from the airport. (laughs) Um, I I think that's where I first realized self-love through travel was like really taking care of yourself because sometimes travel can be this like, go, go, go. You know, we've got to see and do all these things and you don't stop to be like, Oh my gosh, the fact that like, you know, someone's taking care of me for once, even if it is myself, uh, just being able to appreciate that is huge. It totally is. And you're investing in yourself. I mean, sure, you know, in your situation, it was an extreme situation, but that little extra bit of comfort for you, like I I would imagine flying first class while your entire identity has been stolen, it's it's this like space where you can just like relax for two hours, you know, just as long as you're on the plane and then deal with the problems when you get off the plane. Um, but, yeah. Well, you, yeah. you learn so much about yourself. I'll tell you what, you learn so much about yourself when you are on a, a six and a half hour plane ride with a layover of three hours in between and you don't have your music. I... <laughs> Interesting. I learned because my phone had been locked and wiped remotely. So I can, it's kind of like how, um, you know, you can learn a lot about yourself uh, when you're, you're without your, your creature comforts. I can say that you really learn who you are when, uh, when you're placed on a plane without any of your tools to read, work, listen, do, you know, you literally have nothing except for the SkyMall catalog in front of you and <laughs> unlimited free yep. alcohol. yep dangerous spot or incredibly creative spot to be in depending on how you look at it yes (laughs) very cool and that's actually a really great point that you raise because sometimes you know when we're traveling like stuff goes wrong our stuff gets stolen whatever right like you know your your laptop could be stolen while you're traveling through wherever like south america pick a country doesn't matter or asia or you know in the states like you said but then what happens is you get to a space where okay cool, I've got this space, I don't have all these quote-unquote distractions or creature comforts, whatever you want to call them, so what am, in it, what am I doing with myself? Like, who am I? <laughs> and what do I want to still create? Um, and that can be really fun. You know, you can always find a, a pencil and a piece of paper and just start free writing or, or whatever, but 
you know, not to go too far off on this tangent, but I really like that uh, distinction that you made right there with like, you know, who am I without all of this stuff around me? That's what travel does teach you for sure. And um, one of the things that, you know, when everyone experiences when they come back from travel is this feeling of reverse culture shock, like in some way, shape or form, you're just going to feel a little bit discombobulated because everything that you thought you knew everything that is or was so familiar is it just feels off somehow and it's it's not anything that's bad or terrible or will last the rest of your life but there is this feeling and I I do say this because mentally it's important to just know that it will happen that there's this reverse integration phase and you know once you are in it you're gonna feel uncomfortable because the friends around you they might not reflect the values that you've developed while you're traveling or the people around you, you know, whether it's family members, coworkers, whatever, they might not actually be interested at all in what you just went through because you probably just had this hugely transformational experience and, you know, you want to share all of it. You want to share like from your whole heart and your whole being, but the people on the receiving end, they just want to hear, you know, your top two highlights. So it's really important just to like have that in your mind going back from a trip or coming back from a really intense experience, whether whether it's traveling internationally or not, something else maybe, that, you know, people aren't always ready to hear every single thing that you have to share. But you can ask, you know, well, what would you like to hear about most? And start that dialogue. And so the reverse culture shock, it is a thing. It will happen. And I don't know if it happened for you um, coming back into technology, Zephan, after having everything wiped. But um, yeah, definitely happened to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you actually brought up quite possibly the best way to to kind of circle things off here is that when you come back from travel things are going to change you're going to change the way people around you are are reacting or responding to it are going to change i mean i i'm sure you know you brought up some great examples you've you've seen it happen what would you say are maybe your two best pieces of advice for um kind of reacclimating to this this new world that you've created because I know that me personally I, I can become a defensive person so uh, I don't want to fight back when when people don't understand what I do or why I do it I, I don't want to be that person when I come back from traveling so uh, mm. what are some you know best pieces or, or tidbits as far as coming yeah. back and really rejoining the world that we were in before we left Great question. I love that. Well, my first tip, and this may seem like running away again, but is to plan a little tiny getaway pretty soon after you've come back from a larger trip. So why do I do that? Well, when you come back, like for instance, this summer I was in Europe for three weeks. I came back on a Monday night and that Friday I went up into the mountains in Colorado. I was like, this is going to be my little reintegration period where I ground myself into the fact that I can still have adventures and have all this awesome um, stimulation and experience and exploration right here where I am. So that's one thing I would say is plan a little mini adventure right where you are to, you know, shortly follow right when you get back Mm because it just keeps you in this mindset, the traveler's mindset, right? Like, my namesake, so to speak. Um, <laughs> it really keeps you in this mode of, okay, cool, I can keep discovering even where right where I am. I don't have to spend a ton of money or a ton of time and you know take time off of work and all this complicated stuff. I can just do it right where I am. So plan your mini adventure. Second thing I would say is regarding what you were talking about, you know, people not caring or you know, people trying to convince you that 
this type of lifestyle is better than what you were experiencing on the road or whatever. Just get back to that feeling that you were in, that you were experiencing while you're, you know, out discovering the world or, or other parts of the country. Like, you know, for yourself, if you actually take a second and, and pause and like feel into that, that it's something that you don't lose. Like, it's not like someone can take that memory or that time period away from you. So as long as you take a second to actually reground into it and pause and, and just reflect on it for like 30 seconds or whatever, you're not going to lose it. And it's the best way to counter without being defensive or without being offensive um, and, and, you know, trying to get back at someone who's saying that your experience is invalid or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter what they think about what you did or didn't do. Like, you know, for yourself in your core, of course, that it happened and it rocked. So like, just take a second to get back to that feeling. That's and, what I would say. And that's all that it should matter to, right? Like yeah, we're, we're totally. in this world where we just, we almost live to impress other people, right? Like we put it on Facebook because we want those likes. And it's like, you didn't go on that trip for them. You went on that trip for you. For so you. who cares? Yeah, totally. Exactly. So, so it's simple, but it is an inside job. It's totally an inner game. Yeah, absolutely. So this has been an awesome talk. I know that we could we could talk about travel, we could talk about love, we could talk about relationships, so many great things. But I'd love to tell people how they can find out more about you, how they can get in touch with you and, uh, and maybe even check out your TEDx talk. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start there. The TEDx talk is uh, the key to living a life of adventure. So if you just Put that, search that in YouTube. You'll find it super fast. And as far as getting in touch with me or finding more about the coaching programs or the Traveler's Mindset, there are two ways to do that. Number one, travelersmindset.com. That's traveler with one L, so the American spelling. And then as far as the coaching goes, it's just my name, gingerkern.com. There's a coaching program summary. There's a little bit of a, you'll see my TEDx talk there too, actually, if you want to just pop over there. And yeah, I'd love to love to connect with anyone listening. I mean, you guys are the reason that I do this. And I, I truly hope, especially if there are any women who are listening to this right now and really feel you know, like they could experience this too, or they want to experience this type of eat, pray, love experience, please reach out. I mean, I'm here as a resource, like let's talk totally. <laughs> awesome. Well, Ginger, thanks so much for coming back to the show. You are our first guest ever to be on the Year of Purpose podcast twice. It's been so good to have you here and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Zephan. Thanks so much for having me. This episode of The Year of Purpose is brought to you by our brand new book, Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. If you want to be the first in line to receive a free digital copy from me, all you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com to find out more. I've discovered what I think is the world's most effective process to design your path in life. It'd be a shame if I didn't share it. In Life Rescripted, you will discover the number one strategy for determining your life purpose and how you can start a new path today. The 5X life hack rule for accomplishing your dreams and designing your life on your own terms five times faster. The ultimate solution for fear and how you can leverage it right now to make this year your best year yet and so much more. Reserve your spot in line to get a free copy at www.liferescriptedbook.com and I will see you in the next episode.